0: Welcome to It's All BS, a podcast about success and mindset. I'm on a mission to help you get unhooked from what's keeping you from having the life you want. I'm your host, Master Certified Success Coach Belinda Smith, founder of unhookedlife.com. Ready? Let's go. Good day. Good day, beautiful listener. I'll just talk to the listener because you're probably not listening to this as a group, right? I mean, you can, but that I don't know, y'all, if you're listening to this as a group, this feels like a really large commitment for the entire group. So you may want to like, take a vote. Maybe you want to listen to it on your own time. (laughs) I know, again, talking about stuff. It's what I do Uh, on this episode of it's all BS, which we all know means it's all Belinda Smith. Also, I go through a whole lot of things that are usually very um, unusual, odd, and And yet interesting, but I am going to like, I don't know, I don't like the story, but I'm going to tell you, but I think it's important that we discussed that we discuss it. And I also have the next podcast is going to be, I don't know, y'all, I'm just in a space where I just feel like I need to say some things because I know that uh, a lot of people, are used to my humor. A lot of y'all are totally like, this is what she's going to do. This is, and then I also hope you understand that I, I do not kid around when it comes to work, but this happens to be all the other parts of my life. So anyway, um, a little, a few weeks back, I don't know when it was, and it was a Friday night, I had gone to a writer's night, gone downtown, was in a hotel. If you're not from Nashville, you may not know what a writer's night is, but obviously Nashville we're filled with songwriters. And we do this thing where you may have two, three, four writers get on stage or maybe in a circle. And it's like everyone takes a turn playing a song. So it's just it's like going in and around. Sometimes like at the Bluebird Cafe, you actually sit and they sit in a circle, and you stare at each other as you play. There's four over there. Um, this particular one, you people were sitting up front. There were two, two The people. I went to see two friends, and they were playing just two of them side by. They would just go back and forth. I thought that was a really great setup just to have two. So I went down. It was a hotel in Nashville in their lobby. When there, Several of them do it. And if you're walking into this hotel, I, I'm estimating, I'm going to say there's like maybe – I don't know, eight, 10 steps to go in and each step has sort of a, I think a metal edge thing, something like that. So probably, so I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't know. I'm not in construction. I don't really know why it's there, but I went, it was cold and I was so excited because I have, excuse me, I have this amazing coat. it's even known around nashville to my friends as the coat it is so spectacular and perfect it it looks i don't know it's it's several colors it's but like white or off-white rust i think there's some deep brown in it um and it's just really it's not furry but it's Fake for ish long. I don't know, but it's awesome. And like the coat is sort of her own entity. At one point, it almost made her a Facebook page. Tourists have come to Nashville and have taken their picture in my coat. Like, that is how spectacular the coat is. All that to say, I mean, obviously, to tell you how amazing the coat is, in case you didn't get that. But to tell you that it was cold and I was excited because I got to wear the coat because we don't really have that much like freezing cold weather. And with that, I wore some, like, platform off-white boots. So they're just a little taller than, you know, normal because I can't really wear heels or anything. Went to the writer's night. Um, I don't think I know of any writer's nights – well, I know I don't – that are not at bars. So you can sit at tables, you can sit at the bar, you can sit wherever and listen to the songs. So I don't don't know of anywhere that – that I don't know if anywhere that that happens. You're not technically like at a bar in theory, but you know what you do with it inside is what you do with it. But so my friends were finished, paid out, and one of my friends, like one was definitely gone. The other had gone out because his Uber was on the way, and I was walking out oh, maybe five minutes after that, and I I was going down the steps, and here's what you have to know about. Me, I have, I, I talk about this openly, but I, you know, my, my foot is fused in walking position. Okay. It's my left foot. One thing that is hard to explain to people is that because it is fused in that position, when I go down stairs, the only way I can do that, because remember my, I don't have any, like a foot, um, ankle. I have no movement. Like it literally is just that. Okay. I can only, there's two ways I go downstairs. Number one, I can go sideways because again, my ankle won't bend. So if if I went sideways, I would have to put my left foot down, then my right foot, my left foot down. Right. Okay. Totally not doing that. Um, what I learned to do like, you know, when I was little was I always step down with my left foot and I'd have it right there in the middle of the step. Okay. So that it lands sort of on my heel and it rolls off this, off the edge of the step um, down. So it, it looks more like, you know, with my step down with my other foot, you know, there's your toe involved. You can kind of put the ball of your foot, your heel, all that. I don't have that. So every single step I ever take when I'm going down, I am specifically balancing my left foot exactly in the middle of it. So, Understand that there's that. I've been doing this my life. But then also I want you to understand that uh, when I tore my ACL last February and I was off, you know, unable to walk like I do and was building back up. I didn't do this for a long time. Bending my knee wasn't allowed building up the, um, as I was building up the muscles uh, still takes longer. They're, they're, everything took longer because the only part of my leg that I could really rehab is the top of my left, the, the upper, <laughs> the top, like knee up. So, you know, I'm still, I'm like literally, um, yeah, February, mid February of February will be, it'll be a year. But, I am not as professional. It it doesn't come as quickly now. It will. I mean, I'm not worried about that, but especially when I'm not, like if I'm wearing tennis shoes or something really flat, I'm fine, but these are just a little higher and it's just like, okay, you see like we're at what, seven minutes and something now. It has taken me that long to explain this to you. All right. So on this particular night, when I set my left foot down, I didn't make it right in the middle. I hit, it was just a little bit, um, sort of too far to the front and it happened so that my heel, the heel of my boot slid on whatever that metal thing was. So in the middle of all of this, I like, I grab onto the rail cause I obviously I don't want to fall cause that's you know, not a good look. And What I kind of remember is I remember it hurt, of course, and I did like a, like, you know, how ice skaters do double axles when they're, um, (laughs) in the the air. Well, I think I did kind of a double axle sideways down the steps. Think so. Landed on the sidewalk, immediately got myself together, scooted up to the second step and just wanted to sit there for a minute. Just sit there. Let me collect myself. I was so embarrassed, totally just so embarrassed. Um, even worse, my friend was still there. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I haven't I've maybe known him for a year and a half or so, like not long enough for him to know all of all of my idiosyncrasies. I was so embarrassed, and we have this stranger uh who, who was so lovely. I mean, he was very nice. He's like, You really need to see somebody. And I didn't want to see anybody. I just needed to collect myself for a minute, and then I could just get home. Um What I didn't understand, like I had my head down and I'm just looking like, okay, my head, my head hurts, but it doesn't feel like the concussion that I've had before. I don't know what this physical tour, this physical injury tour I've been on for the last few years is, but it's got to stop right now. Uh, And so I'm sitting there, I have my head down. I'm just looking at the sidewalk like, okay, pull yourself together, pull yourself together. I wasn't crying or anything like that. But this, my friend was like Belinda, you really need to go to the hospital and have this checked out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And this other man, I could hear him making the call. I'm like, oh my gosh, the ambulance is literally going to come. And then, hi, I'm self-employed. So the next thing I'm like, oh my gosh, the ambulance is going to cost a million dollars. Like I'm still like finishing. I've finished paying off last year's crap. Now I'm going to have this year. Look, the ambulance is going to cost so much money. Can I avoid the ambulance and just? get to the hospital on my own. I look down at the sidewalk as I'm sitting there and it's like covered in, it looked like spilled paint to me. And I looked at the this, this man, whoever he was. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I wonder what happened there as I'm trying to like de-escalate everyone's panic. And he goes, honey, that's your blood. I mean, y'all, it was not a good situation. So I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Well, and about that time the ambulance pulls up and I'm looking at this spilled quote unquote paint all over the sidewalk. And I'm like, this, this is dumb. Like there's no way that they are going to like not let me go to the hospital. (laughs) You know, no one's going to send me home at this point. I've already called my brother. I'm like, can you come get me? And he's on the phone with my friend Jason. And they're like, Aaron's like, do my brother, Aaron, do not let her go home, make her go to the hospital. So anyway, I know long story, long story or short story long, I go to the hospital, you know, I get stitches in my head, parenthetical here, y'all, did you know that head, head wounds, they bleed like crazy, like crime scene it's crazy. So I ended up like with four stitches. I thought it was something was like four, you know, they got me stitched up. They didn't even numb me. They just went straight. They're like, it's going to hurt. It didn't really hurt that much. So whatever. But here's the problem. I kept trying to explain that my foot, that my ankle had slipped. I kept trying to tell people, I was like, I told my friend Jason, who didn't know, I was like, listen, one thing you don't know about me is that my foot is par." didn't listen. I look at the the guy in the ambulance, you know, there's always one of the ambulance people stuck in the back with you, like they have to, you know, be there in case you're crazy. And I told him a hundred times on the way, I'm so embarrassed this is happening. And I was trying to explain what happened to my foot to him. It was like, "Hi, everyone's looking at me. They're looking at me like, oh, whatever. It's just it's just a drunk girl and she's just saying stuff." And it was so maddening and frustrating because I was not. I was not some drunk girl who was trying to just who's talking out of my head. I was trying to explain the situation. And the less I could it, the less they understood, the more agitated I got. And of course, listen, I wasn't going to yell and be a crazy patient. But in my head, I was like, I feel like, like, nothing that I nothing that I can say can actually explain to any of these people the truth, because they've already decided the truth of who I am and what had happened. And in, in my head, it was like, like it was like my head was going to explode. Wait, hold on. You may be like, um, Belinda, it kind of did. Hold on. Oh, okay, that's going to be the world's worst um, punch there, but y'all know me, one pass, no edits. Um, And then I was going to make a really bad joke. Like my head was about to explode, but maybe it was a little bit, not really. So I apologize if that was not appropriate, but then I did it anyway. So here we are. I thought by the time that I was in the ER, they stitched up my head. Then I got to go have a CAT scan because you know what? They do those for free too. I haven't even seen the bill y'all. Can you tell that I'm like, I cannot even believe this is happening again. Okay. I was fine. Just needed stitches, whatever. Lots of head wound, um, color y'all seriously though. And you do need to know this. If you, um, if you hit your head and, and it comes open or something there is going to be a whole lot of blood and you should not panic because it's pretty significant and it was just a, a short a small wound but I thought it was just over you know I'm like I just want to go home you know my brother had gotten there I'm just late I just want to go home and then this one woman comes in and it was something, I don't know what she said, and she's like, it's okay, we do this with all of the intoxicated people who come in, and I was like, for the love of God, I just have a disability, and I slipped on the step. Still, y'all didn't listen, looked at me like, oh, bless her heart, she she doesn't do it. I, I had no blood test, I had no breath test, there was no test, it was just everything, everyone decided that's what it was. and. Even looking at the papers, my discharge papers, it said intoxication. I still right now talking about it, it just makes me so angry. It's like every single person that I ran into after the fall was like everyone was gaslighting me. Oh, that's really cute. Oh, that's really sweet. No, you're like you're a drunk bachelorette party girl who just fell down the steps. No, I have a disability. Ah, oh, you you're, you're done. It was just in my head, it just wanted to make wanted to make me scream. And now I have a medical report that says it, which isn't true. But I've been thinking so much about it and how often so many of us are told things that are not true. We're expected to believe things because everybody else says it's true. We have a tendency to ignore doing our own work, because everybody says it's true. Everybody says you have OCD. But you may just be ultra depressed and that may be how it manifests. I don't know, I'm not a psychologist. You know, everybody says that you should paint your door this is better. You should paint your door red and you know that you're not gonna paint your door red because everybody in your neighborhood has your door has their door painted red. So you paint it blue and then it's like, well, everyone knows you should paint it red. It's just that kind of maddening stuff that happens, and and I have a feeling that we do that to each other way more than we should, whether it's information about where to work at a company, whether it's information about running your coaching business, whether it's information about your relationships with people you love. Um, I know for my family, my entire family, I've always said this, we trafficked in secrets, Secret, secret, secrets. If somebody made, made, if my aunt made my mom mad or if my, you know, we didn't discuss it. It was a secret. We trafficked in secrets. And I want to encourage you, like, like for me in this particular scenario, like I have to tell you, to be honest, I just quit. I just gave up on it. There's like nothing I could do to change anyone's mind. And I was being as clear to you. I was explaining it to clearly, like you heard me do it, explaining it to them no one would listen. And it became the moment where I had to decide, is this the hill that I'm going to die on? I know I'm, I know they're gaslighting me. I know that no one is listening. They keep telling me the problem. They're not listening to what it is, but is this the hill I want to die on? And for me, I specifically had to choose yes because I really, really, really wanted to choose no. But you know, ultimately, what good was that going to do? What what was that going to change in my life? At this point, nothing. I haven't heard from the insurance. So if if the insurance has something to say, oh, then then that will be a different. That'll be climbing the insurance hill. That's a whole different hill. But I do want to encourage you, and also it was a good reminder to me just because we have a preconceived notion of what someone may or may not be who, who, who they may or may not be. It doesn't mean we're right. And it doesn't mean that we should excuse anyone's voice. And I also want to encourage you to decide when you, when you want to use your voice, when is it going to be most helpful? When do you want to give yourself mental rest do you want to keep fighting for something or are you okay to say, you know what, this is just a moment where I'm going to step out and I'm going to you know, empower everybody else to think what they want. And I'm going to be confident in knowing me. I know, right? Important, important decisions, important mindset decisions. I was just talking to a client who was in a very, very stressful situation and, had, she could have made whatever decision she wanted. Um, neither would be wrong. She could yell and scream or she could just let it be. And she chose to let it be. She didn't do anything wrong. She chose, um, the most healthy thing for her brain. Y'all always, always, always consider all of the options. Listen quietly when people are trying to tell you something And then make your decision. Never make a decision until you have all the facts. All right? Darn it. I should have come up with something funnier to say, but I don't have it. But maybe next time, right? You never know about me. (laughs) Hey, have a good day. And uh, whatever you do, practice your listening skills. Hey, thanks again for listening to today's podcast. I'd love it if you invite your friends to listen in. If you could use some personalized support around this area of your life, I have a limited number of openings. So let's talk and see if we'll fit. The link to book a chat is in the show notes. Also, please go to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. Every star counts. See you next time.